Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hi there, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino. And joining her today, Hernando Yamana. Thanks for joining us. I'm thrilled to be here. (laughs) Uh, I want to say something. So I've had dogs since I was a little kid and I'm 32 now and I've had dogs my entire life. And not until very recently did I start to not only educate but care um, about what I'm feeding my dogs because I was never told to. Right. Right. Um, and I'm 32 years old. Right. And so, um, I was going through social media and, uh, I ran into this person, um, who is 16 years old, Mm -hmm. um, who not only cares, um, but is actively learning every day and sharing it with her followers. And I was really impressed right away because you're half my age. So what you're saying is our guest today knows more yes. about yes. diet and nutrition. Yes. I bet you I could give her some challenge on some CBD stuff. Oh, but. <laughs> good. Well, we'll make her an expert on that next. Yes. Um, so our guest today is a 16-year-old. I think you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and um, she has become an expert in dogs, uh, diet and nutrition and uh, let's welcome you. So instead, we could just sit here and talk about you. <laughs> Hanbi, by saying it right? Yeah. Yes, you Yay! are. <laughs> um, Hanbi Choi is, uh, she is. She lives in Dallas, Texas. And is an expert now on diet and nutrition. But I want to find out um, what, what made you so mm-hmm. interested in this subject. How did you know that this is what you wanted to do and concentrate on? Yeah. Yeah. So I started off with horses. I always knew whatever I was going to do with in my life, it was going to be centered around animals. Uh, and then I kind of dragged away from the horse world and I always had my dog Stormy, which is the, the name GSC Stormy comes from. And she was at kibble at the time. So I wasn't always a raw feeder and she, they, unfortunately I don't have those stories where I lost a dog from cancer and then found about it. I'm very lucky that I found or about raw feeding with a healthy dog. Um, but she, during her kibble fed days, she would be refusing to eat. I was basically having to beg her to eat. She was just not happy. And she was basically telling me, I don't want to eat this. Uh, so the first time I, I'd seen some people who feed raw, but it never really clicked in my mind that, wow, this is what they're supposed to be eating, how unnutritious and bad kibble is for carn- or canines. And then I watched Pet Fooled and that's when it really clicked. And that's like, okay, I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to do some research. And everything just kind of snowballed. I started with sharing some, you know, simple, this is what I'm feeding my dog. And it slowly but surely came to being so passionate about spreading um, this information and helping as many pet owners as I can. Awesome. And where did you um, start training and get the education that you have? Uh, so a lot of it now with our amazing modern world was online. And then I stumbled across Dogs Naturally and I found their courses and it's just a really great platform to soak in all this um, great information about nutrition and really concrete what you know. And now I know you're not nervous now, but were you nervous when you first did the transition? 
Oh yes, totally. I had so many moments where I was like, why am I doing this? It's so much easier. Just, you know, open the bag and scoop it in and I'm done. It, I know it's bounce. I know it's not going to kill her. But then you just kind of sit back and you remember your why. You remember you see the dog in front of you and you see how they're flourishing and changing and you see how happy they are to be eating and just loving life. And same with us too. We're eating whole foods that are meant to nourish us. We're going to feel just as great. And so how long did the transition go from going raw and fresh from kibble to raw and fresh? Like how did you do that transition? Yeah. So uh, every dog is different. So some dog can go cold turkey. Uh, I personally started with pre-made grinds just because I found that was uh, more easier rather than uh, more of the slow transition where you do muscle meat, then red meat, then organs. So I started with a pre-made. I did um, 75% kibble, 25% of the pre-made, and then slowly but surely over the course, I want to say about a month, uh, we transitioned. She had, she wasn't an easy dog to transition. She had some diarrhea. She threw up a little. Um, it's, it happens a lot when they detox from the kibble. Um, so it was over a month and that month was like the worst month of my life. It was awful. I was like, <laughs> I'm doing this. I need to stop. But it, it gets better. It gets better and it, you realize it's worth it. That's what I tell everybody is that it was you know, I have, I had seven dogs when I did the transition, but I tell everybody that it's a literal shit show. That yes. poop. Everywhere. The schedule's thrown off. There is so much coming out of them, but it's true. It's a cleanse. Yeah. And, and what comes out of them is pretty amazing, but things do get completely back to normal. Yeah. Some dogs faster than others. I'm amazed at some dogs, um, you know, that have been eating a kibble diet for 14 years and I change them and they have no problems at all. Yeah, it's yeah I'm just like, can that be my dog, please? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love that you said that every dog is different um, mm-hmm. because that's what we're trying to preach in our world too, is that there's no, just like us, we are, our bodies are specific to our needs. Um, so when people will try to get like an exact answer for me of how their CBD regimen is going to go, I, I have to say it's, it's yeah. totally to that dog and let's mm-hmm. take it day by day and figure it out until we see what works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So now you said you don't do a pre-made, um, grind, which grind meaning that like a pre-made food, like a answers grind mm-hmm. or small batch, meaning they've taken everything and they put it in one, um, grind in yeah. a tube or in a patty yeah. or in a nibble. Um, you are, you said that's what you used to do. What are you doing now? So now I do DIY where I would just do it yourself. Um, I still do feed pre-made if I'm in a time crunch and I can't make all her meals perfectly, but I do have two freezers worth of muscle meat, organs, bone, um, whole thing of supplements, whole, whole food supplements. And I construct her meals myself now. And how did you learn how to do that through the courses that you took? Through the courses, um, there's some loose guidelines. It's called 801010 or PMR. So that's a good baseline to start. They're not, I, I really don't like the words complete and balanced, but I mean, it gets complete and balanced. Um, so you would have to add some whole food supplements, which is a good baseline to go. And then you just kind of go up from there and add, you fill in whole foods to fill in the nutrition, nutrient gaps that are missing. And how long do you think it takes you to prepare what you're going to feed Stormy? Like how long do you prepare? Do you make things and then freeze them like and take them out every day? How, How do you do it? 
So I've done, I've experimented which works best for me. And I found that doing it daily works. I know some people that they'll like take five hours out of a day and prep for three months in advance, but I like seeing the meal every day and prepping for her every day. So that's what I do. And I can do it probably under like 10 minutes now. I've gotten like pretty chop chop about it. And when do you feed, do you feed her once a day? Yeah, she uh, intermediate fasts and she also fasts once a week as well. Um, so I feed her once a day, usually in the evening time, because I found that's when she's the most hungry. So that just works for her. And then explain to people what fast and intermediate fast is. So fasting is when you give the whole digestive system a rest. Um, a lot, sometimes when I explain it to people, they're like, I'm not going to do that. You know, they're not out in the wild, but it's mimicking what they would do ancestrally and wild in the wild. So person like humans, when we fast, let's say we intermediate fast, it's something, something called 16-8. So you don't eat for 16 hours and you eat for an eight hour period. And that gives your whole digestive, digestive system a rest. It boosts your immune system. It, um, um, make it gives you an anti-inflammatory effect. It has all these wonderful effects that uh, you convert into a lifestyle, basically. And so, when you intermediate fast and you only eat once a day, your system is only really hard working for that one meal, and then the rest of it it allows it to rest and really just give you so many wonderful, beautiful um, effects and benefits. And um, how old is Stormy now? She is six year old, six years old now. She her birthday was in January. Do you think you'll have to change her diet as she gets older? Um. So I found sometimes as dogs get older, some of them do better on a cooked. But she's handling raw wonderfully now, as that's her evolutionary diet. Uh, so as far as the future, so far she'll be on raw until the day she dies. <laughs> Do you think you'll change her proteins as she gets older? Uh, so I have her variety is key. Variety and quality is a key in any raw diet. So I have her about five to eight proteins. Uh, I actually just did an allergy or not allergy scan, the stress scan from Glacier Holistics. So I found that she was sensitive to rabbit and pork. So those are some proteins that I can remove her bowl. It's interesting how I can help her whole immune system and her body and her gut within just a meal. So it's fun to play with different kinds of proteins and variety and see how she reacts differently, whether it helps her or I find that she's sensitive or allergic to it. Amazing. Well, we're going to take a quick second and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, 
Whew, man, I really one took over the line and I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hem Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Welcome back to It's a Dog's Life. Um, everything you're doing is amazing because uh because it matters and because you're speaking for a group of animals that can't speak for themselves um so the fact that not only you're doing what you're doing but spreading the awareness of what you're doing is is, is so impressive uh and and really beautiful and and i, I don't i know insult to your age but if a 16 year and i'm assuming you're in school full-time Yes, yes. Sixteen-year-old can do it. That's has the time to do it, and I'm and I'm gonna bet that you're really busy too. That you don't yes. <laughs> you don't come home every day and pop down in front of the television set. <laughs> um, so, you know, the point is, is that if you have time to do it, then we have time to do it, and understand that. Um, you know, I would say that probably the first thing I always hear is. First of all, I believe just about anything that's convenient is not good for us. Mm -hmm. um, but a, the other thing that I know people use as an excuse is the cost of it. How Have you seen that your costs go, go down, um, go up? And of course, we're believers that, you know, your trips to the vet offices for skin irritations or, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Not, you're throwing up, all those visits go away. So the cost savings there is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but did you, did you keep track of that? Uh, so I'm keeping track this year. I haven't kept track the last couple of years. Um, it's more expensive short-term and cheaper long-term. Like you said about the vets, you're either paying right. for monthly vet visits for all these drugs, these vaccines, these expensive surgeries, or you're paying for nutrition. Um, right. If you use nutrition as essentially therapy for whatever you're treating, whether it's just overall health or cancer or leaky gut syndrome, really anything, it's going to be expensive up front, but you're going to realize you're going to the vet a lot less. Stormy hasn't been to the vet in two years because she's had nothing wrong with her. Mm. And did you um, find in the first two years that you were going more often? 
So yeah, she was, she had, um, some, she had to go for antibiotics, antibiotics. I was going in for her routine vaccines, uh, with making sure she had heartworm meds and all of those pile up. And now instead of just giving it to a vet for things I didn't need, I, it's going towards her nutrition instead. Good. Would you say you're being proactive with her health? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. Good. We love that. Yeah, I know. I, I want to know what, what is the perception kids in school, other 16 year olds, when they see what you're doing and being so vocal about it and being such a, a passion of yours, what's uh, I'm sure, because I get it from my age, uh, from my friends at my age of this, what are you doing? That's crazy. It just feed the kibble, their dogs. It doesn't matter. So I can't even imagine what someone in high school would be going through when they talk about this. Yeah. So I've definitely gotten some pushback, like, well, my dog's healthy. I'm like, okay, well, you, just, you just keep doing you, you see where that gets you. But um, I think in my age group, the world is evolving so much and we're so open and just accepting of anything that they're like, dang, that's cool. Like, tell me more. I want to follow you. And I, and I'm like, do you have dogs? And I'm like, well, here are some things that you can look at. And I don't expect them, you know, to dive into DIY raw like me, but a little whole fresh food in the bowl is better than none. And it's just great to see that they're interested and willing because we all are animals. We would love for them to live forever. And by doing these little steps, we can be proactive and take or do things that can allow that. Well, I think that we're conditioned, of course, you know, we're trained that this is acceptable behavior. And when you're younger, you question it and go, well, that doesn't make any sense. And like you, you had to beg Blanche to eat her food. You had to beg your dog to eat their food and just paying attention to that. Why would we want our dogs not to enjoy their food? They clearly love food. And now my dog loves food. So, you know, just paying attention to that, they, of course, their animals are going to be attracted to what they eat, what they want to eat. So just paying attention to that and them not even liking their kibble. Um, and, And understanding that kibble has all kinds of things put on it so that the dog is attracted to it to make them eat it. So I've had people who have made the transition, like Linda, who won't eat Mm -hmm. the raw, won't eat raw food because she's so used to eating crappy kibble from she's a rescue. Yeah. So drinking her, figuring out what consistency or what smells, because not every dog you can easily trans, you know, transfer them over to raw. No. Um, so what are some of the things that you do? Because you're the one that has the difficult dog. (laughs) I mean, I've, I'm easing Linda in. So we went from, I rescued her last year and she's clearly been fed very little. And if it was something was not healthy. Um, we tried raw and that was not happening. So we switched over to, uh, Dr. Harvey's and, uh, basically it's all the nutrients they need other than the, uh, protein and the oil. We put in some hot water, we choose a protein. I switch the proteins every week. Um, and I've been, I've been sneaking in a good amount of raw in there. So she mixes it in. She can start getting used to whatever that texture is. Oh, and that's now, a great idea. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's helping. She still isn't to the point where I'm staring at her right now. She is still isn't to the point where she'll eat it by itself. Um, but something that she's used to, she's getting there for sure. So you think that, have you found that it's a texture thing? 
Yeah. So when Stormy was transitioning from I would like pre-made to DIY raw, she had a problem with OFL, which is the organs, so specifically liver. So a lot of the times I'll recommend lightly searing it on other sides, freezing it, even grinding it up. A lot of times it is the texture, um, just because right. it's so different than that hard, crunchy nugget of kibble. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is this? But I right. mean, they know it's good for them but they're just, they can't get past that texture. Yeah. And you've started to use a little bit of CBD for your dogs. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't know crap about CBD before I went (laughs) and saw your speech. I was like blown away. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Um, (laughs) Now I always point people to you guys when they ask about CBD, I'm like, Oh, talking about CBD. Let me tell you what I know. And I'll, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, But she, my stormy is very sensitive and she's very, um, she's sensitive to noises. So uh, especially if there's a lawnmower outside uh, or somebody's vacuuming, I'll dose a little bit on her, uh, gums and she just kind of goes in her crates and sleeps and she's like, okay, I'm chill. I also use it for its medicinal effects, the anti-inflammatory properties, uh, because you know, you don't want inflammation in the body. That's where all chronic illness comes from. Um, I use it for my other, my family dog Hoover. He's just a very anxious boy and he's got some inky joints and he just jumps and runs and he's crazy. (laughs) Yay. Awesome. That's so great. And what about, um, what about your family and all this? Are they just super supportive? Are they learning from you? Cause like my sisters yes. don't listen to all my CBD advice. So <laughs> I, I just roll my eyes and walk away. <laughs> so I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest of them and they're like my little sidekicks. If somebody's or somebody is buying kibble in the grocery store, they'll look at me and go, Oh, I feel bad for that dog. I'm like, Aww. you can't say that out loud. <laughs> um, but they're like my little sidekicks. They I mean, I don't they don't really know as like to formulate a meal like I do, but they know why raw is better and kibble is bad. So I'm glad I've imprinted that on them that this is normal and what dogs should be eating. Awesome. It's so cool that this generation is learning so much like that early on, just as simple as like me being gay. My nieces and nephews have no idea what the heck the problem is because Mm -hmm. we're just being taught. It's normal. It's normal. Mm -hmm. And now this is the new normal. You know, it's been a, what, over a hundred years of this kibble feeding bullshit um, that people like you are now going to imprint on a younger generation. Hopefully we could, by the time they're older, this is done. <laughs> That's yeah. the plan. Yep. Yeah. We're going to, um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Welcome back to It's a Dog's Life. I got to ask you, what do you want to do with your life? You literally can do <laughs> anything you want to do. Yeah, what's your future? What, yeah. what, what would you like to do? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm at the awkward stage of my life. It's like, you know, what do you do? You're like 18. I'm 18 months from being 18. I'm like kind of midlife crisis, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I know whatever I want to do is centraled in nutrition with dogs. I want to keep sharing information. I want to continue building GSD Stormy. Um, so probably I'm looking at being an entrepreneur, whether it's coming out with a service or products or just continue to share. I'm interested in maybe speaking at some events and just continuing to um, build the raw feeding army so we can change the pet food industry. You know why you're going to succeed is because your intent is correct. <laughs> you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, and, and, and clearly you're going to do whatever the heck you want to do. It's <laughs> and, really. And your, and your passion is evident about it. And we, you know, we know how important it is to work with, um, with the gut, especially when you're using a natural supplement like CBD. So it is part of the protocol when you're healing these animals is that we've got to get that gut right. Mm -hmm. And then CBD is going to help bring the body to homeostasis, but we have to fix what's going on in the gut. So Mm -hmm. it's so important. Um, so those are the people that um, are interested in doing it themselves. What would be some of your suggestions? I know that, I know I have a cookbook over here somewhere. I have, oh, there it is. Grab it. I have Dr. Judy Morgan's cookbook. Um, I know we've got Dr. Billinghurst has a wonderful book. What are some of your favorite references? And, um, and how would you suggest someone who wants to do what you're doing, meaning make their own food? What would you suggest they do? Yeah. So number one thing is research, research, research. There can, you can never have enough research. Um, some of my favorite uh, kind of resources I like to point people towards are Perfectly Awesome, Dogs Naturally, uh, let's see, Primal Pooch, just people that have a lot of information to give. Um, 
obviously I'm trying to point them towards free information so they can just get everything they need as quickly as possible. Uh, I told them just ask as many questions as you can. And, you know, even ask me questions, question me because questioning is how you're going to learn how you're going to, you're going to trip and fall, but you got to get back up and that's how you're going to learn. It's scary at first, but if you take it step by step, it gets easier and easier. It's kind of like, go ahead. (laughs) You're doing a lot of education yourself. So how do they find you so that they want to ask you these questions? So uh, I'm mainly on my Instagram platform, which is at GSD Stormy. I'm also available on emails, just GSD Stormy, uh, gmail.com. I also have a blog where I go, um, deeper into certain topics like gut health or um, why kibble's bad, fish oils, things like that. And I and I also have a Facebook group and Facebook page where they can reach me. And what are the Facebook um, group name? So it, the Facebook group is Jesse Stormy and then it should be linked under there, but I also have a group called The Raw Squad. Awesome. I'm going to join the second we get off here for sure. Very cool. Yay. So what would you suggest to other people, maybe your age that are interested in becoming um, an expert in dog health, uh, whether it be holistically or whether it be nutrition or supplements or want to be involved in the field, what would be your suggestion to them? That's a great question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, Probably just, do you have to you got to be passionate about it and you have to be willing to continuously put in the effort um it's something that it's you're never going to be an expert in I would say even if you are an expert there's so much more to nutrition that we don't know uh that you always have to be open and willing to change and adapt on like right away because something could pop up and it could just change everything. So just be open and you have to be willing to really put in the work. What do you say to people who say, well, that's not what my vet says, or, you know, my vet prescribes a prescription. It's, it's tough because we're going against that um, credibility that's there. That's in the owner's head when Honestly, vets don't get a a thorough nutrition education. A lot of times it's the cable companies themselves coming and giving them a laminated sheet saying, this is how much you feed for this illness and this is the brand. Um, And I've shared some posts lately where it shows that the cable companies actually sponsor certain vets and there's emails that's gone out that saying what you're going to make money when you sell our food. Yep. And you're right. Everything that you're saying, because we've spoken at um, schools, advanced students, and the posters are all over the walls from Hill Science and Perina. And there, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that those five companies own everything from the vets to the kibble to everything. Um, so spread the word, keep spreading the word. And thank you so much for joining us today. You're We're amazing. So, yeah, keep up the good work. We can't wait to, to follow up with you in a couple of years and see what you're doing next. A couple I, years. I, we'll be talking to you. Well, on, the, on the podcast, but I, I get to follow you every day on Instagram. So it's nice to talk to you. Yes. Yes. And I love what you guys are doing. CBD health or CBD dog health. And we'll continue to spread the knowledge. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. The 
the opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.